This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The world is always on. But you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale, get a king for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $700 on ceiling. Talk to a sleep expert and unjunk your sleep today. Mattress Firm. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and coming up is an interview with Cottage Talk co-host Emilio Danello on Love Sport Radio during the Spurs Fan Show. He was on to give the opposition view for this upcoming match. During his appearance, Emilio discusses his thoughts on film, but also talks about Moussa Dembele as he has left for China, his opinion on who the danger man is for Spurs on Sunday, and he also gives his prediction. I want to give a major thank you to the host of this show, Aaron Paul, and the guys from Last Word on Spurs. Before I play the interview, though, I also want to mention that if you've not listened yet, check out our View of the Opposition episode with Kevin DeVries from the EPL Roundtable. I think you're going to like that. Okay, well now it's time for this interview. So here is Emilio Donnell on Love Sport Radio. The Opposition View. On Love Sport. Time for the opposition view. Delighted to welcome on Fulham fan of 38 years, uh, radio and TV co host. It's Emilio Danello. How are you, Ted? Hello, Aaron. How are you doing? I'm all right, chap. How are you? I'm here with the, the gents in the building, Lee, uh, Jason, Hi, and uh, hello, hello, Rick. Hello. We're all here talking all things Spurs. Let's talk a bit of Fulham, though. Very quickly, uh, Moussa Dembele has, of course, moved on to China. An interesting mm. picture and, and an interesting comment from him saying uh, that there was no chance of him moving to another club and that mm. Spurs are his team. That must be a bit of a kick in the teeth for Fulham. We feel like they discovered him somewhat. Yeah, he, you know, he was... He's a, he was an excellent player. You know, his, his skill, his vision, his artistry on the ball was very good. But 
I still say to this day, you know, he lacked goals and he lacked assists. For as much as he had all that beautiful quality, it was a delight to watch, he didn't have enough goals in the tank and he didn't have enough assists. And to be honest, when him and Dempsey both moved on in the same transfer window, Dempsey was the biggest loss for me. Not Dembele, because Dempsey offered goals, he could score penalties in the mix where it counts. And Dembele, all that beautiful build-up play, but he didn't have an end product. And probably Tottenham saw similar things themselves. You know, great on the ball, but that finishing, that lack of finishing product, that was his letdown, to be honest. So I wish him all the best. He'll be fondly remembered, but maybe didn't have enough goals for us. So that was the only downside. I think the phrase you're looking for there is all gear, no idea. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a bit like the Brexit uh, politician. Pretty right? much. Well, uh, we we have, we haven't had Lee McQueen's uh, Lee McQueen's thoughts on Brexit yet because we, we've only got till nine o'clock. So, yeah, they're not, they're yeah, not coming. Just, Don't worry about that. He hasn't whipped out his dossier yet. Um, Amelia, talk to us about Fulham this season. Uh, a very, very interesting signing in Rabble, Ryan Babble yesterday on a six-month deal, which obviously just shows, um, you know, sort of question marks over there, the, the club's future in the Premier League. Um, yeah. I, disappointing, really. Highly it's, uh, disappointing. Expectations, expectations were fairly strong. You know, I made 13th, 12th, 13th position. I thought would have been would have been achievable, but, you know, we had some good, reasonable good signings on paper, but it just hasn't, just hasn't worked. You know, the, our previous coach experimented playing the championship style of football. It didn't work. We were conceding goals for fun. Things have got a little bit more tighter at the back, which is a good thing. So we aren't conceding as many. Football isn't as pretty to the eye, but it's all about consolidation, trying to get as many points as we can. And you know, even though Ranieri has sort of steadied the ship at the back, we've always had a problem scoring goals up front. And I've been banging on about this for months. You know, We don't have enough quality in other than uh, Mitrovic to, to take those chances. We get half chances and we don't take them. So Babel can't be any worse he'll give us a bit more wits a bit more pace a bit of an unknown there and then quantity 32 years of age i think it's a positive signing we can't commit to longer term sign that's a problem are we any closer to want to play for us are we any closer to seeing gary cahill potentially coming in um i'm not too sure i think the only the sticking point is the salary i'm hearing the talk about someone has to pay a hundred thousand pounds a week wages for the rest of the season whether that's something we want to pay is it worth paying that sort of money to to give us a little more comfort in the central defence. He's a good leader. He talks his defence. He's an experienced international. You know, he's the type of player that we need. But I think the talks are struggling to progress on wages. But I'm more concerned about offensively. You know, I think defensively we're not conceding as many goals. And it's not a premiership back four. But we're not, cause we're not scoring enough, enough goals. I was saying to Russ Goldman on College Talk this uh, earlier today, last time we scored two goals in a game is back in November. So you're not going to win games. You're only scoring an average one or less per game. That's the problem at the moment. Not the score, not the defending. It's actually we're not scoring goals. So Babel will give will be an interesting proposition. I think he'll give us maybe some a different option. Is Babel coming in to replace Cessignon, or is I, I don't mean Fulham selling Cessignon. Is Cessignon's place in the team now seems to be a little bit uh, up for discussion, mm. shall we say? And he he has found the first. I, I still have no doubts about the talent in the player, but he has found that that step up really difficult, hasn't he? He has, and that's, that's a fair point. He's he's been more as an impact sub. He's actually added more value in recent games. He came back for a bit of a, a slight injury. He came mm. on as an impact sub. He got hauled off a half time last weekend, which is a little bit harsh, but. His substitute, Vieto, who hasn't had a great season in and out of the team, he came on and made more of a difference than Session on did in the first half. So it's, but, you know, you don't want to start playing around with his, uh, you know, with this young kid. You know, either you play him or you don't. I don't think he's Babbles there to replace Session. I think Babbles there to replace Kamara in, as a minimum. Kamara or the antics of the penalty incident a few weeks ago. Apparently there's been dressing room 
turmoil. Yoga, I think, is the exact yeah, exactly, situation. Exactly. So, so I see Babel as being maybe a, a better version of Kamara, but we still need another striker. So if, we've, if, we've, if Kamara is no longer there to be an impact sub, and Babel will be his replacement, well, we still need another another replacement there as backup. So it'll be interesting. You know, we're not making big strides in the transfer winner, but again, we, I think our hands are tied. How can you attract good quality when you're facing, you know, you know, relegation and you're, and you're right in your faces? So it's a difficult predicament, but I'm sure the owners will do what's right for the club. They've spent a lot of money in the summer. Fans should recognise and, re- you know, reward, you know, at least thank the, uh, the owners. But the problem is money doesn't always buy you success. And that's what we're finding at the moment. With, with hindsight, did you do too much in the summer? Did you change mm. too many people? And would it have been better to just bring three or four? I, mean, I forget how many you brought in. It seemed to be, felt like you brought in about 30 players, but obviously yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> and I think, and I keep saying to some of the fellow fans, the fellow fans as well, it's, it's probably four, three plays that we spent big bucks on. Uh, you know, we spent Mitrovic, you know, good for good value for 20 odd million, but Seri and Angisa between them cost 60 million. So we hear this, this 100 plus million. You know, money being touted, but many of those signings were, were loan signings. So on paper, some of them have, have worked out well, some haven't worked out so well. But the actual three big money signings, Mitrovic can't can't complain. Seri, you know, up and down, and Gies has been absolutely hopeless. So it's a bit of everything, really. So but if you take away those three those three signings, we've only spent what about thirty odd million, thirty forty million between the rest of the signings. So it's. But to your point, we did sign too many players, and we, I think we left two last minute, you know, last minute panic panic buys, inflated prices, and now we've been stung. But, you know, all we can hope is we can we can pinch something on Sunday. Uh, maybe this is a good opportunity to, to nick something against Tottenham because you guys are having a bit of a problem with injuries at the moment just as much no, as we have. There's no problem here, Emilio. No, don't worry about that. It's, uh, it's Lee McQueen here. Uh, one of my really good <laughs> friends, uh, give her a shout-out, Julie Cook. She's a season ticket holder at Fulham through thick and thin. I have to say, Fulham's one of the, uh, my favourite away grounds to go to. I think it's absolutely fantastic, very, very traditional. Um, and a great atmosphere and, 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 and that sort of stuff. Dan, I was, I was with her last week and she actually said to me, um, we were talking about Sessignon, um, mm. and I just wanted to get your views really. You know, we, we, as Tottenham fans, we'd have probably bought him for 60 million quid uh, before the season started. <laughs> He's not mm. even planning. What, what's, what's going on? Yeah, I think the last few weeks has been a bit of injuries. He's, he hasn't, I don't think he's fully fit. He had, he had a knock before Christmas. That kept him out for two or three crucial games. He came back on a substitute in a couple of games. So, Burnley game, he, he struggled a little bit. And I think the manager tried to do something a little bit different. You know, I don't mm. think it was personal to Cess. You know, I hope he's not playing with his confidence because an 18-year-old, you know, he has played enough games this season. I think he has struggled at times to adjust to this division. But he'll only come better. You know, he'll probably improve if he has better players around him. So, inevitably, if we do go down, then someone like Tottenham or some other club will come in from it. I think there's no doubt. I don't think... He's stalling on signing an extension to his contract. I can understand why. So it's you know he's got he's got the people talking in his ears and telling him what to do. And I'm not sure if that's starting to impact his performances. But let's see. I think he'll play. I think he'll play a part on Sunday. I think he you know with his pace and width and maybe Babel on one side and Cessna on the other that might start to give your defenders a bit of a few problems. But uh, but the boy is still only 18. We forget that. And I just think it's. Now he's he's there in the danger area, but he hasn't been as clinical as last season. That's the difference between Championship and Premier League. Yeah, Amelia. Final question uh, here. This is Ricky Sachs. I hope you're well. Where do you Hi, see Ricky. the game being won, lost at the weekend? And what are you going for? <sighs> oh, good question. Um, I think I think we'll, we'll do what Ranieri does best: is just keep it tight first half. I think Tottenham will struggle maybe to break us down. Obviously, you've got, you've got a few injuries. Dembele's also now gone to China, so that gives us a great opportunity to get something out of this game. So I think it's keeping it tight. 
I'm, I'm not too concerned about the defence. I think it's the offensive ability. Will, will, can Babel come on and make a difference? Will he start? I think Babel will start. I think let's, let's, we're at home. We've got an opportunity. Let's go, let's go out there from the off and try to keep possession and, and try to hurt Tom. So, but my worry is Christian Eriksen. He's, you know, he's, he's a very underrated as far as I'm concerned. He's a class act for Tottenham and he's a player I worry. But overall, you know, I look back at the game at Wembley in, in August. There was a 20-minute spell where we actually controlled the game. We got did. the equaliser. Yeah, he did, yeah. But, but Dembele came on, and I think that, that quality in midfield made the difference. He's Tottenham's then stepped up a couple of gears and won comfortably. So, you he, know, won't, I think, he, won't be coming on, he won't be coming on this weekend, that's <laughs> no, for sure. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I think the key thing is, you know, you're, you're, Tottenham's defence, you know, not, not necessarily top-notch so compared to their, their, their teams around them. So I actually think if we actually can start to control the midfield and keep possession and don't give the ball away cheaply, then you never know. There might be a surprise upset. So we've got six home games coming up in the next two months against it. You know, five of the top seven teams in the country. So we've got to get something from these games, and maybe this could be a chance for us. I'm, I'm never the optimist, but you know, without with this is if you don't beat Tottenham now with half your team injured, then then I think we're, we're I think we're going to be facing relegation. To be totally honest, but we'll be back if we do. We'll be back. I was just going to say, you're backing yourselves to stay up. I might be the optimist. I still think there's enough home games there that you know against sort of so-called weaker opposition that we need to win, and we've got to start winning away. We haven't won away all season, and there are some games that, on paper, look winnable, but it's, we, need to, we need to get a, you know, a ground-breaking result. It could be if we win against Tottenham on Sunday. That will give us significant confidence, and maybe we can take that forward against Brighton in 10 days later. So, But it's not a winnable game, this, but it's a game on paper that you know, we can win because Tottenham have got a few injuries. We're not as bad as our position suggests. I think that's the thing. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're tight in under Ranieri, but we're not scoring enough goals, and hopefully Babel and maybe another surprise signing tomorrow might reinforce the squad, but let's see. You know, I'm, I still think we're likely to go down, but it's enough, there's still enough points to, to win. How do you see this one going, pal? The result, I'm probably going, I'm going to sit on the fence, probably go for a one-all draw. I think we can get something out of the game. Whether we've got enough to win it, I'm not too sure, but let's see. I think, you never know, there might be, there's got to be a surprise victory against some of these so-called big teams at home, and hopefully it's on Sunday, and that will kickstart our season, but, you know, we can't keep losing. Hopefully it's against when you play Arsenal or Chelsea or something like that, to be honest. Well, we got hammered by Arsenal home and away. I think we've got <laughs> yeah, Man yeah. U, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City and Everton still to play at home. So, you know, we've got to start pick, We've got to fight and battle for points. These other teams around us, Newcastle, Cardiff, they're, they're nicking points against the top teams. We've got to start doing that if you want to have a chance to survive. Uh, very quickly, Amelia, I, I want to ask mm. a bit of a this is a bit of a selfish question, but I've spoken to a lot of uh, fans who, who mm. of clubs who have played both in the Championship and the Premier League, and I want to know is is Championship football more enjoyable than Premier League football? <laughs> it's it is, and the thing is, it's more entertaining. There's more typically more goals, more more I would say more passion, more fight, more determination, but uh, yeah. You want to be ambitious in, in life. We complained when Fulham got relegated five, four or five years ago that we weren't ambitious. That's why we went down. Now we're in, now we're in the Premier League. We're going to stay there. You know, albeit the football is maybe not as good as we would like and we're not going to be able to win anything. But, you know, I thought if you gave me the chance every day, I'd rather if we stay in the Premier League and, and, and compete as opposed to uh, playing in the Championship and not guaranteeing promotion. So my choice is it's got to be Premier League. Otherwise, what ambition have you got as a football fan? Definitely, definitely. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thanks, Emilia Delella from uh, the Cottage Talk podcast there. It's Love Sport Radio. The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around 
to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.